Welcome to Weather Jazz, a world audience and almost daily podcast about anything and everything weather and science and earth science, and sometimes off-topic material that the creator and host finds interesting. I am the creator and host, Andre Bernier. I'm a meteorologist on staff with WJW Television in Cleveland, Ohio. And in just a moment, we'll get to today's material, and I pray that you will enjoy your time here and to help spread the word about Weather Jazz, now available on most mobile podcast apps, as well as on the website, weatherjazz.com. This episode is being produced via the production tools on our host's server, anchor.fm. And if you've ever thought of starting a podcast, take a look at anchor.fm. They make it easy, and best of all, it's free, just like this podcast, Weather Jazz. And this is a special weekend edition. It is episode number 35 for Sunday night, January the 6th, 2019. Hi, everybody. I'm actually in the station tonight uh, filling in for Jen Harcher, who is in filling in for A.J. Colby this morning. And for those of you who are in the Cleveland market, uh, A.J. had some uh, surgery, and but he's doing fine. Minor surgery, but it required some time off. He will be back in the mix here within the next week or two, uh, and that is uh, looking very promising at this point. I know a lot of people have missed him, but don't worry, A.J. is coming back. Uh, Now, another thing I want to talk about just a little bit before we get into the topic tonight, which is uh, about the meteorological cold position for the greater Cleveland, Ohio area, and that is the podcast itself. I was absolutely blown away at episode 34 and the numbers it is getting. And this ends up being the most popular episode in and since the restart back in mid to late September. And episode number 34 at this stage has over 500 downloads and listens, and that eclipses the former one, which was the Winter Weather Outlook episode, uh, and that was uh, back in October when we did that one. I'm absolutely amazed. I have absolutely no reason for it. Uh, We certainly had a lot of great information, uh, but for some strange reason, uh, this brand new year has brought just a host of new listeners to this podcast. So, If you're one of them who just jumped on via episode 34, thank you for subscribing. And we look forward to a very exciting 2018 ahead. All right, it's Sunday night. Uh, Weather-wise, very, very quiet, except for one very bright object in the sky. Now, I'm not necessarily talking about the sun because frequently, at least around here in the Great Lakes states, We joke about, uh, oh, look at that strange orb in the sky when it does appear because the skies around here in the Great Lakes, very, very cloudy in the winter. That's because the cold air uh, typically uh, will grab all that moisture from uh, all five Great Lakes and it translates to a lot of cloud cover. It's one of the cloudiest places in the United States in the winter months. And conversely, uh, the Great Lakes has the opposite effect in the summer in the sense that it stabilizes the atmosphere. And we have more sunshine in Cleveland in the summertime than in Honolulu, Hawaii. 
And that's a stat that has always stuck with me. That's uh, something that uh, Dick Goddard has always mentioned in his summertime broadcast. But um, I'm not talking about the sun in this particular case, because on my way into the station tonight... Uh, something just really grabbed my attention. It wasn't the sun itself, per se. It was bright and sunny, and it was a very delightful thing. But just to the right, 22 arc degrees to the right of the sun, was the brightest mock sun or a sun dog that I've seen in probably 10 or 20 years. Not only was it the brightest, but it was the most colorful I've seen in about equally as much time. And what causes a sun dog, and in this particular case, it was the cirrus clouds, the high thin cirrus clouds, and the particular ice crystals that make up that cloud. And it was uh, just the right shape of ice crystal to provide that extremely bright apparition that we witnessed this afternoon. Now, for those of you who want to check it out, you did not have an opportunity to see it. Not only will I show it on Fox 8 News at 10 p.m. on Sunday night, but I'm also going to post a couple of the photos on weatherjazz.com. Just look for episode number 35, Sundogs. That's what I'm going to call this one, even though we're going to talk about some other stats here before we part ways uh, and uh, wrap up this particular episode of Weather Jazz. Uh, so check it out, weatherjazz.com. Look for episode number 35, and I'll post the photos that I took on my way into work this afternoon. And incidentally, I snapped it after it was at its brightest. It was actually at its brightest about five or ten minutes earlier, but uh, I did not have a good place to pull off the side of the road. And then finally I did at Mayfield Heights and uh, snapped a couple of pictures for everyone to enjoy uh, for the TV audience and, of course, for the Weather Jazz audience. Go check it out. So let's talk about the markers for January and what I'm looking for in particular. And Bill Shield, the news anchor with whom I work at Fox 8, uh, actually remembered something from last year and from something I said uh, filling in at roughly the same time period. He said, aren't we approaching meteorologically, climatologically, really, the coldest period in Cleveland's climatology. And I said, yes, you're absolutely right. It's four days. And uh, so I did look it up. The um, normal high temperature and the low temperature together bottom out between January 15th and the 18th. So that's 15th, 16th, 17th, and 18th. Four days that we reached the climatological low point where the maximum high temperature is at 34 and the minimum low temperature average is 21. So these are the averages, 34 and 21, and that marks the uh, cold spot of Cleveland's climatological winter. So as soon as we get to January 19th, we start seeing the low temperature bump up one degree. By the way, you're probably wondering, just for comparison, the highest average high temperature in Cleveland's climatology is 83. That's in the month of July. And that's also where the highest or warmest minimum temperatures occur in the month of July, 63. 
All right, let's talk about markers before we close this episode. What do I mean by markers? Well, something that we can look forward to. So get a pen and a pad. Get those handy, uh, or I'll just place them right on weatherjazz.com under this episode so that you'll have them available uh, in case you want to uh, check it out. The markers or the next places where the normal high temperature reaches 40. Now, right now it's 34. When does the normal high temperature reach 40? Well, it finally elevates to that uh, plateau on February the 24th. What about 50 degrees? That is reach first reached on March the 24th. 60, April 17th. 70, May 16th, very close to my birthday. And then we finally hit 80 degrees on June 18th, and we stay at 80 or higher for the average high temperature for 72 days. 72 delightful summer Days. Are you dreaming about summer already? Maybe even springtime, because a lot of people love springtime around here if it's not too cold and snowy, if we can break that pattern. So what are you dreaming about now? Now that we're in winter, meteorological winter, and by the way, we're going to start tasting winter a bit more. As I mentioned in episode 34, maybe that's why it was so popular, uh, that uh, we're probably going to get into a cold cycle. I'm kind of squeeze-drawing the date over a little bit. January 22nd to February 22nd, and that is give or take a little bit. But in that time period, I think we're going to enter into a, uh, a more persistent cold and snowy period. Keep that in mind. So what are you dreaming about in terms of summer or even springtime? Do you have anything that you're thinking about? And if you do, I would love for you to send me a voicemail using the anchor.fm feature. Make sure you download the anchor.fm app on your phone or on your iPad, and you can actually send me a voicemail message. Make sure you subscribe to Weather Jazz. And then go to the place or the little tab where you can send me a message using your phone. Tell me what you're thinking about. And it can be as long or as short as you would like, uh, but I'd like to know what's on your mind. What are you thinking about, if anything, unless you're a skier or a snowmobiler and a diehard winter sports fan, you're thinking about spring and summer. What is it that you're thinking about? I'll share mine if you share yours. That concludes this episode. We'll catch you next go-around real soon. I hope you've enjoyed listening to this podcast today. And if you're listening via a mobile podcast app, such as Breaker, Overcast, Google Podcast, or iTunes, among the many that are out there, remember to subscribe to Weather Jazz so that you'll automatically download the new episodes as I am able to upload them. And please take a moment to offer a review, and every single one of those reviews helps to get the word out. If you'd like to contact me with a question, a comment, or a program idea, I look forward to hearing from you. The best and the fastest method is via email. My email address is simply weatherjazz at yahoo.com. WeatherJazz and weatherjazz.com is copyrighted, and the WeatherJazz signature is a registered trademark all rights reserved. I look forward to being with you soon with a brand new episode right here on Weather Jazz.